Welcome to Right on Track, a songwriting podcast. Thanks to Tone for tuning in. I'm Demi Michelle Schwartz, and I'm thrilled you're joining me on my songwriting journey. So kick back and relax, don't fall flat, and remember, stay right on track. Welcome back to Right on Track. Joining me today is a returning guest. Please welcome Laura Mustard. Hey, Laura. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's awesome to have you. You were on last year, so it's been a while. So what have you been up to since then? Yeah, I mean, I guess around last year, I was releasing my project Typewriter, which was an album. So I was kind of promoting that. And then since then, I've been writing more and just hanging out with the dog and, you know, (laughs) living life, man. It's going well. Awesome, awesome. Well, we have a very fun conversation planned today. We are going to be exploring writing an album with a theme, and I'm super excited. So to kick off our chat, can you read a fantastic quote by Pablo Picasso? Yes. So it says, if there were only one truth, you couldn't paint a hundred canvases on the same theme. So why did you select this one? Yeah, I like that. Um, I guess my my first thought when I saw that was like love songs, because it's such a kind of I guess cliche thing to write about and yet there's millions of them and there are so many different perspectives and kind of ways to frame a love song so I thought <gasps> sorry that's my dog perfect <laughs> <laughs> what's your dog's it name is, he's making an appearance Stella. it is Stella oh she is, is she okay Stella she's she's very aware of the mailman every day and it looks to be that time. <laughs> <laughs> very exciting but yeah <laughs> <laughs> Love songs, dog songs, all the different types. But yeah, I just I, I like that quote because it just talks about all the different um, ideas about, you know, all, all, all the different perspectives you can write about for a song. Yeah, absolutely. I love this quote because if there was one truth, everyone could approach that truth from many different directions. And I think, you know, like you said, with love songs, there's so many different ways to write about that with Pablo Picasso here talking about a painting. I honestly think that it's true for any kind of art form. When you have a theme that's universal, like love or heartbreak or, you know, all the many other ones we see appear in art, everyone is going to approach that from different angles because I think when you have a theme that's so universal, what is rooted in is personal experience and our own backgrounds and our own perspectives on the world. And so it's really, really cool how we can look at paintings or in our case, many different songs that are centered around the same theme But because each individual songwriter is their own person, we're seeing that theme approach from many different angles, but it's still universal, and I think that's super awesome. Yeah, I know. That's one of the kind of, I guess, gifts of songwriting is that everyone kind of comes at it from their own perspective or even writing about the situation, you know, about the same situation years later. Your perspective can change over time, stuff like that, too, and yet it will still reach somebody or still resonate with someone out there who's hearing it, so... Right. It's not that I, you know, that idea of kind of a hundred canvases on the same thing. Yeah. Translates well to songwriting too. <laughs> Absolutely, and I love you know the whole like perspectives changing over time because we have both, I'm sure, written songs on one theme, but a couple years later wrote on the same theme but in a very different way because we had different life experiences from the first song to the second song, and so I think it's awesome how perspectives can change as well. And so, yeah, so before we dive into 
you know, writing an album with a certain theme and exploring themes in our own music, I wanted to chat a little bit more about from the listener perspective. So are there certain themes that you tend to gravitate to in songs when you're listening? Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I guess, I mean, definitely when I hear songs, I go to the lyrics first. I definitely kind of listen for a story and try to pull out the theme where I know some people are very music or melodic based or production based, but my ear always goes to like the story and the lyric, what that's talking about. Um, and I guess it kind of depends on what I'm going through. I guess, you know, like if, if it is kind of a fresh breakup, I guess some of those will kind of resonate more versus kind of the infatuation theme, I guess, or even for me in, in my own writing, I, I write a lot about kind of body positivity and self-acceptance. So songs about that too tend to jump out to me more a little bit as well. Yeah, I love how you said it can change based on how you're feeling at the time and what you're going through because I'm the exact same way. But I think there are some that are constant. Like I gravitate a lot towards songs about, like you said, self-acceptance and also a lot recently like empowerment songs and songs that make you feel good about yourself. Um, there are certain ones that, you know, like heartbreak songs and breakup songs, like I don't feel like I connect to those as much, but it's really interesting looking at how different experiences we're having at different points in our lives. That's what makes us turn to different songs. And I think also as songwriters, that influences what we write about as well. And so I think it's really cool when we can reflect on what we are gravitating toward as listeners because we're recognizing what the songwriters are trying to achieve with their music and what they're succeeding at because when we're when we're listening to a song and we connect to it emotionally and we feel like oh gosh like I felt like that writer was writing specifically for me because I feel what they're going through right now that just shows that what they're doing and their writing the techniques they're using is coming across and it's effective and so when we can look at our favorite songs and the ones that speak to us as are points in our lives and see wow this is connecting with me we're able to see like what exactly about this song is making me connect and then when we're writing we're able to take that approach as well yeah or even some kind of even like if you're not going through like a fresh breakup even some of them could be like oh that reminds me of that you know situation I was in like 10 years ago but like you know and, and even stuff like that too can resonate to that situationship or you know whatever I always think that that's interesting too well lyrics pop pop up and it reminds you of something you've been through in the past or even kind of looking back at it with maybe an older perspective mm-hmm. that's always interesting too even if you're not in it in the moment but right so yeah no Absolutely. it is definitely interesting how, how those themes can resonate over time right exactly when you are writing are you actively thinking okay, this is the theme that I want to talk about in this song, or is this something that comes naturally for you? Yeah, I think it depends on the day. I mean, for for like the typewriter project I was doing a few years ago, I wanted to write specifically like, let's write about technology and like really kind of pitch the theme or an overarch. But even that, like a lot of different kind of specifics came up through that. Stella. <laughs> Sorry about that. We're good. Stella. <laughs> it's the mailman. Stella's our it's special cool. guest today. Yes, Stella is our special guest. Her theme is the mailman. <laughs> that's her favorite. That's her favorite song, song topics. I think initially it was the mail truck pulling up, and now the mailman has gone into the lobby of my building to put in the mail. So those are the two, <laughs> two peaks of her excitement that we are currently witnessing. But her, her theme is danger and guarding. And <laughs> perfect. Oh my goodness, this is awesome. <laughs> this yeah, is what I love so much about the show being unscripted. This is so good. <laughs> You scared them away. Good girls. Go lay down. <laughs> uh, sorry, what were we 
<laughs> I guess yeah, going 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 into a writing session and what the theme is. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess sometimes I go in with the pre-planned theme, like when I was saying I was kind of writing for technology and kind of pitching that as a specific idea. But a lot of times it's more what one of us is going through and then you kind of see what that naturally leads to in terms of the song and or sometimes after you write it you kind of zoom out and you're like oh okay so we actually wrote about this today you know I think it kind of happens a little differently every time yeah just the magic of songwriting absolutely <laughs> I really like when it happens naturally and you know especially like after I finish a project when I'm not exactly sure what I want the next theme of the project to be that's when I kind of just write and see what comes out but transitioning into our specific chat about writing an album with a theme I don't know about you but you know like when I was writing songs at the beginning of the writing process for my new project coming next year I wrote a song that just sparked an entire album concept for me and so from that point forward I looked at the other songs that I wrote thus far and was like okay this kind of fits with this and then I started to look to see like okay I kind of see connections between these songs and then when I continued writing for the project I kind of had a idea in mind of what I wanted the overarching theme to be and so in a way it was awesome to kind of guide the songwriting process in a certain direction while also staying authentic like like I wasn't just writing songs because like oh I have to write this because that would fit this theme like it wasn't like that it was just having this in the back of my head of like okay like this is something I'm experiencing at the moment how can I spin this song to approach this theme from a different angle to fit on the project so it's cohesive yeah no that's awesome to kind of you know notice what you're writing and notice what themes are coming out and being really intentional about that as you're creating new things. So what, when you started to write for your new album, what was your process of writing those songs and compiling the songs together to create a track list that was cohesive? Yeah, this one was interesting because it it's actually like a collection of kind of older songs that just never really fit another project. And I was kind of sifting through them and had a handful of them. And looking at the title, it's kind of all laid out. It was one of those moments of like, oh, these actually all kind of tell a story. And they're all kind of love songs, actually. But lining them up in the sequence, it actually does tell kind of a dating story of my tumultuous 20s of like a falling in love for the first time and then a first breakup and kind of like lust and falling for a friend and unrequited love and then some self-acceptance and then kind of daydreaming about new love. But the, 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 the anyway, but the way that those songs all kind of fell together, it's like, oh, actually, this is a kind of overarching story so it was kind of selecting those songs based on the overall story they told so it wasn't really going in and making new material but kind of evaluating material I guess I already had and how best to kind of organize that and structure it that's awesome that's so <laughs> cool I love when songwriters return to old songs I did that for my EP it is what it is I wrote new songs for it but there's a song I hope you know you're lucky that was a couple years old that just found a home on the project because it fits so no I definitely think this is a big point to take away that just because a song is older doesn't mean it's insignificant like there's so many amazing songs that are older ones to return to but I really love how you brought up you know when you're talking you listed several different themes and I think it's really awesome because when you're looking at an album even if it has an overarching theme or a story still the songs stand on their own there's not every single song about heartbreak or every single song about self-acceptance that would 
be boring, I think, if you had a song about <laughs> the same thing. Um, but it's really awesome how you can take, like, okay, this is the story I'm telling, but what different sonic ideas and, and lyrical themes can I include to help tell that story? So it's kind of taking the different areas of your life and the different experiences and the different themes you want to talk about and kind of organizing them together in order to create that entire story. Yeah, exactly. And it was, it was cool kind of looking back on them, too. And there were a few lines I, like, revised from, like, an older perspective, too, or, like, I think like at the time kind of having some shame around some things and kind of being like, well, I'm, I'm going to rewrite that because I'm, I'm actually kind of like proud of myself for doing that or like I, whatever, like it was my early 20s, man. Like I'm not going to guilt myself for something I did when I was 22 anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, same thing too. So that was really interesting kind of looking back from an older perspective and giving younger Laura a little bit of grace and <laughs> polishing it up a little bit and having fun with it on that way too. But, and even just kind of looking at sonically what I was writing then versus now and, you know, I think I think it it does make a cool kind of variety mm-hmm. in the songs too, with like more of a Motown feel for one, and more of a kind of Amy Winehouse kind of upbeat dance track type for another one, and then more of like a moody ballad. And so I feel like it is it is cool the the way the songs kind of came out, yeah, sonically too over time. Just looking back, yeah, that's awesome. So looking up the project as a whole, what do you think your overarching theme or story that you want the listeners to take away is? Yeah, I think just like dating is hard, man. <laughs> I think that's that's a good even gen- but just yeah, then there's kind of ups and downs and there's um, you know, moments of like infatuation and positivity and love and then heartbreak and longing, but you kind of come out on the other side and the last song is this kind of daydream of maybe falling in love with someone else and kind of showing them all your favorite places and my my favorite thing to do is hiking, so it's kind of like showing someone your favorite spots on a trail. Aww. Yeah, and the positivity of that one is really nice. But so kind of ending on this positive note and this idea that there is hope that in the future maybe the right person will come along and you will get it right eventually, you know. But so that, but I guess just that the ups and downs are part of the journey of dating and you hopefully come out stronger on the other side and not too traumatized and you kind of just enjoy it as you go along, you know. Yeah, that's a great theme and super relatable too. I think a lot of people can connect to this because like we were saying before, you know, like we want these themes of our projects to have a universal appeal so they reach listeners yeah and it's I mean part of that for me for dating too is like I have some medical issues as well so that kind of has this extra level of vulnerability and like opening up to someone and there is kind of a body positivity song on it too called good enough about kind of finding the self-acceptance and not being afraid of this part of yourself or not being afraid to share this part of yourself with someone else too and kind of telling that story within it too Just yeah these bodies work differently as is kind of positive too to put that on the out in the world and talk about it. And mm-hmm. for some people, I like I know it's not the most universal thing, but there is a you know subset of the population at least who has yeah. that part of their life and kind of sharing that with somebody else and learning when to be open and vulnerable and all that as well. Yeah, no, I think that's amazing. I think you know, like vulnerability and songs, it's so important. And I think the more personal you get in the writing process the more special the projects are going to be because you're not just being surfacey with things you're really telling it how it is and ex- and experiencing all these things along the way and delivering a project that is really showing you putting your heart on your sleeve but in a fearless way as well and just like letting other people know that this is your story but inspiring other people too that you know you, they're not the only ones feeling that way yeah yeah that kind of I'm not the only one I think is a big 
message in my in my writing and in my life too, kind of feeling isolated as a kid growing up with this medical stuff or even dating because it's kind of a rare thing to kind of pull out this thing so but just to know that you're not the only one out there that struggles with that can be really freeing and positive and uplifting which I like yeah awesome awesome Uh, so I wanted to share a couple things about mine so when I was uh, writing my project, it's called Hear Me Out. I don't think I've ever publicly said this before, so this might be a uh, first. <laughs> World debut. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's called Hear Me Out, and I wrote a song called Quiet, and there's a lyric in the song that says, I don't have to use my voice for you to hear me out. And it's basically just... Oh, the whole song is about how there's power in silence and sometimes not saying anything at all is more powerful than saying something. And so that really got me thinking of, you know, who I am as a person. I'm very introverted. I'm super quiet. I don't stir the pot. Like if somebody like does something to hurt me, like, you know, the last thing I'm going to go do is go tell someone else about it. Like I deal with things on my own and just keep to myself. And so I noticed that there were a lot of things that I was bottling up that I wasn't verbally talking about. And so I turned to my songwriting to talk about these things. And so there's a lot of different themes across all the songs, but I think the overarching theme is this kind of idea that there's a kind of balance and conflict between staying silent versus using your voice. And so looking at the track list, which is still in progress because I'm indecisive. (laughs) 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 Um, So just like the overarching story from start to finish, I feel like the opening tracks on the project, they established me as being quiet and introverted and, you know, not really speaking up a lot. But then as you move through the center of the project, that's where the very specific topic-based songs pop up where I'm really being direct with things. And then it wraps up with some songs that are more introspective and reflective about some thoughts and emotions I've been having that I haven't really talked about to people. So it's really cool looking at this idea of silence versus speaking out and seeing the evolution on the project of me being quiet, but then me finding the confidence to talk about things to sharing more vulnerable things at the end. And so with you too, like your album had that evolution too of like, the different stages of dating in your case and then ending with something hopeful like there is an evolution I think that's the really cool thing when you're writing a project with a theme that encompasses many different themes within the songs themselves you get this really cool thing where you're able to tie all the songs together from different perspectives and different angles of the overarching story but then when you're putting the track list together, you're able to make a more conscious decision of, okay, these are all of the songs. How do I arrange them in a way that takes the listener on a journey tied to the theme of the project? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of ability to kind of organize it in a cohesive way. And I like, I like your kind of introvert based project. I definitely relate to that too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and, And the whole kind of still waters run deep idea too that even if you are more reserved or quiet and I'm that way as well but you know it doesn't mean there's a lot not a lot of emotions or feelings down there too that you know and learning to process that or learning when to speak up or what not to and kind of having discernment in that but I like how it's kind of an uh kind of arch where you mm-hmm. start quietly and then talk about things you either say or don't say and then kind of have a more reflective you yeah. know song at the end that sounds like a really cool way to shape it as an overall cohesive project love that 
Yeah. Well, I'm really excited for yours. I can't wait to hear yours. Do you have like a release date or time? Yes. Uh, tentatively next summer because I'm doing like I want to do three single releases before it. So my goal is June or July. Ooh, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah. No, I'm excited yeah. Do you see a difference between the kind of things you're writing about in your earlier projects versus now, or is there some overlap? Yeah, that's. A, I mean, I definitely think there's some overlap, but there's a different maybe perspective over time as you kind of get older. And, and again, it's interesting because this one's like a collection of older songs. So I actually wrote a lot of these before I even released projects in 2020 or 2022. So these songs are actually older than the projects I put out in the past. So it's, yeah, I mean, I think I think to a degree there's more can kind of like kind of like giving yourself grace and having some kind of acceptance for your past self as who you were. But in, um, and I guess like a lot of kind of reflective type songs, like 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 on my last project, I had one called Hide and Seek that more kind of analyzes why I'm so into social media and some of that's I think because of teasing as a kid and trying to kind of make up for feeling like I didn't have a lot of friends because you know social media is a way to kind of quantify followers and all that nonsense. But kind of. Anyway, and then trying to kind of rectify that and having more of a healthy relationship with that and realizing you are enough as you are and kind of getting back to that more innocent childhood self before teasing kind of when you were boisterous and not afraid to be, you know, who you are. Um, but anyway, I, and all that rambling, I guess it's just a way to say of kind of like looking back at your younger self and having some understanding for who you were. And, That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <It's> that- <laughs> Is that babbling or is that amazing? No, you're perfect. <laughs> no, that's amazing. And I love how it's seeing how you were then versus how you are now. And I think that has a lot to do with, you know, through growing as people and as songwriters, our perspectives on things will change. And so our songwriting and our approach to our music will change as well. And, you know, I definitely had an evolution, like a massive one, I would say, because my first album, Dear Diary, I would say the theme of that was like love and heartbreak and sadness. Like that's literally that project. And then my EP, It Is What It Is, was centered around me taking back control of my life and setting boundaries, which was a little more like self-empowering. And now I'm at a point where I'm writing a project about, you know, recognizing how I'm someone who is quiet, but then again, I find ways of using my voice. And I think it's important to use your voice. And so like, there's a huge evolution in that. And so I think it's really cool how we can look back at our earlier projects and even looking ahead too. It's like, I have no idea what what I'm going to write next, you know, but it's always about what we're feeling at the time and the different life experiences we're having. I know I had quite a few experiences this year that would definitely inspire songs. So we need to always remember that there are times in our lives that will come up that are unexpected in good and bad ways that will inspire new music. Yeah, I think to kind of be aware of that too and just harnessing that kind of creativity and that inspiration as it comes up and yeah. not being afraid to kind of roll with it and put it down while it's there, even if they're more intense feelings if you're going through something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So before we wrap things up, I wanted to hear a little about your single Promise Me. So can you share a little about it, what inspired it in the story, and maybe some themes in this one? Yeah, I know. It has a very sweet title, but it's not a very nice song. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it is. So like, it was one of those where it's like, you know, the day or two after you break up and you just grab your keyboard and you start slamming minor chords. And But this one kind of came up with more of a groove. And so it's, it's definitely very danceable. And we had a lot of fun in the studio kind of layering things. And 
Um, yeah, it has more of like a throwback kind of Motown, dancey, almost like Amy Winehouse vibe type song, which is really cool. Um, and the hook is like, promise me you won't promise me nothing. And that's oh, kind of so like, good. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, the, just, just kind of being very jaded and kind of getting out of a relationship where a bunch of promises were made and then his heart wasn't in it anymore, as you said. And I was young and angry. And so it was just kind of like, well, then I'm never going to trust anybody then. And here's my new philosophy. And I won't, I won't believe in anything you say either. So like, it is like a very jaded song, but I think the beat is so up, up, uh, up there and dancey that it, it makes it really fun. And, and, and it's very kind of tongue in cheek. And hopefully it's just a phase you go through while you're healing from the breakup and, and, and even like there's a line of like, I'll believe in someone someday, but you're kind of acknowledging that you're not there yet. So I like how there's a little bit of hope in there in between the snark and <laughs> your dancing and <laughs> it's happening. So I'm really excited for this one. It's probably the one that we had the most fun in the studio with too. So I'm really pumped. Also, it may or may not be coming out on my ex's birthday, which I think is kind of <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> It's a Friday. I mean, it was there. So oh my I'll, goodness. Be, I'll be petty. I don't think he cares. It's fine. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. Time. Anyway, so that's that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, it's, it sounds like there was a lot of emotion driving this one. Yes, there was. Well, yeah. And like at the because t- it was like my first relationship and if you'd asked me when I was 21 or so, I would have said we were going to get married. And like, I thought that was it. And that was the one. And then it just kind of all fell apart. And I was very upset. And it was just kind of like, well, then why did you promise all that if you didn't really want that? And, you know, but he was young too. When you say things when you're that age where you're, you think you, that's what you're supposed to want at the time. And that's okay. But so, yeah, it was definitely a, like a very fresh, this, you know, very intense relationship just ended and now I'm heartbroken and here's exactly what I think about it. Type, yeah. Type oh my song. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I love, honestly, like <laughs> there, there's two songs in my album that mm-hmm. it's just like, people are going to be like, to me, what happened to you? Because, <laughs> because like, I feel like I've been like, just so like, I mean, there were some sassy ones on my EP, but at this level, people are going to be like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, the what one happened? is Rain on My Parade, and the other one is Passive Aggressive. <laughs> Rain on My Parade, I wrote that one uh, last year after I got um, Josie Music Award nominations, and there were certain people who were just, like, so mean to me for, like, no reason at all. And it was like, look, why do you, you got to be like this, you know? And, and then Passive Aggressive... I recently wrote this one. I wrote it in, like, I think it was the end of May. Yeah, because I had a session in June. I wrote it at the end of May. And it it's my favorite song. And I, I literally will not shut up about this song on social media. <laughs> I cannot stand people who are passive-aggressive. I just really can't. And there was a situation where, like, someone was, you know, actively being passive-aggressive. And it was, like, kind of like you. Like, it was fresh. And I, honest to God, like, I wrote this song, like, so quickly. Like, I don't even know how quick I wrote this song and I just I told my guitarist I was like I have a, I have a session coming up in June I gotta record this song and I got him to do like a guitar for me quickly thankfully because I <laughs> I don't think I would have survived <laughs> and so I think it's really awesome when our songs are fueled by such deep like emotions like oftentimes the more hurtful emotions I feel like feel songwriting inspiration more than the good emotions like I'm always writing songs when I'm like in a negative headspace because of a certain situation and I think what's also really awesome too is that looking at the themes and writing from our own perspectives we're not only giving a fresh point 
a view to these ideas, but also a lot of the times we're bringing something completely new. Looking back at the songs I wrote for this project, like I'm seeing things that I haven't really seen talked about in songs before, which is really cool. Instead of always resorting to the same ideas that are talked about over and over, like don't be afraid to write about things that are less talked about because I think that's interesting. I don't know if anything I said made sense, but there we no, go. No, definitely. No, no. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, even for Promise Me, like, I kind of like that it's an angry song and, like, it almost gives you permission to be okay or, 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 or like, permission to feel angry. Like, that yeah. it's okay to feel that way sometimes and it's okay to feel jaded and it doesn't have to be positive all the time. The whole, yeah. like, it's okay not to be okay. Like, it's, you're, you know, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like Taylor Swift's a big influence for me and just her right. diaristic, you know, songwriting and her kind of being given permission to, to, like, especially for young women, that it's okay to feel your feelings and live them, and that's all right. Now, like, that song kind of follows down that same path, too. Yeah. It's, it's all right to be heartbroken and angry about it and just sit in that for four minutes and <laughs> be mad. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is, like, I feel like there are a lot of amazing songs that are talking about, you know, heartbreak and being jaded or whatever, like these things. And a lot of times, like positivity is great. Don't get me wrong. I love positive songs. But sometimes like these songs are written in a way where it can come off cliche because it's a little like preachy or, you know, like just making it feel like, oh, don't feel this way because it'll get better. It's fine. But a lot of times, like when you're in the moment of like feeling this deep emotion, that's often like a negative emotion that's all you can think about at the time like you're not looking ahead to oh tomorrow will be better like oh whatever like when you're in that moment you're feeling that anger and you're feeling that hurt and I think I think we should as songwriters not be afraid to just like be direct with that and like unfiltered about it and I definitely have hopeful songs too and I know you mentioned like the last one on your album's hopeful so having those hopeful songs are this that's really important but I also think it's important to not paint everything as something with a positive spin all the time because sometimes it's okay to like just feel those negative emotions and through writing songs that you know display that in such a real direct way that's telling people look like if you're going through these emotions it may be just a phase but it's okay to feel this there's no shame in that yeah exactly no I think and and also it's very toxic to like push all that down and be like no I'm fine today like you're really not like that can't bubble under this you know like or the, and, and, and there's a reason why like Alanis Morissette like that you ought to know song is so yeah years later like everyone's kind of felt that anger and that rage and it's, okay to, it's okay to rage against the next for four minutes in the song like and that's a probably actually a pretty healthy way to to process it actually like I, I remember like around the time of that breakup my mom was like you're writing so many like negative songs though I'm like well there could be worse things I could be doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's like, Good point. <laughs> you know, yeah well it is really toxic to bottle <laughs> things like you said and I definitely think that was a major catalyst for this project because a lot of the topics like I said are things I've never spoken about these are things that I've been bottling up for like a year or more and so I think it's I'm at the point where it's like I can't keep this in anymore and so songwriting is my way of dealing with that and for you you know talking about this dating journey and all of that that's something you experience so this is something you're getting out and so I think a lot of times like what we're doing as songwriters is just like getting what we need out and sharing that with the world with hopes of inspiring others and through writing through these themes that are universal and personal we are reaching people 
Right. Yeah. And that, and, and that we're kind of multidimensional and you can feel happy and positive, but it's also, also okay to show that negative side or, and like, and like, and like my kind of little joke about this project is like, we're not in the treehouse anymore. Cause like my last, you know, project <laughs> if you want, is this very innocent childlike like, yeah. positive treehouse song. And it's like, well, here's a song all about dating and lust and love and anger. And like, yeah. Sometimes you leave the treehouse and go explore the world, and then you go back and hide in the treehouse later. <laughs> like, that's okay, you know. So yeah. anyway, I, just, I, I, I like those different themes and playing with them and leaning into some of those more negative emotions and processing mm. them. You know. Yeah, awesome. So just to wrap up, you know, I think like a a big takeaway is that all these themes that we're talking about they're rooted in some kind of emotion, and both of our projects have songs that are a little more you know angry or you know like getting deeper into those emotions but there's also hopeful ones and more reflective ones too and so I think since we're writing various themes rooted in various emotions looking at the overarching project there is a variety it's not all angry songs it is not all sad songs but there's a variety and I think that's what makes an amazing an amazing project because you want to take a listener on a journey and this theme journey is the emotional undercurrent beneath that and so yeah it was awesome having you back on the show before we go can you share any final thoughts you have about writing an album with a theme yeah, man, I think it's interesting, like, in the world of singles now, like, everyone kind of tells you to put out a single every six weeks and just do that, but I guess maybe growing up with CDs in the 90s, I, I'm, I'm much more, you know, apt to lean into albums and stuff, but yeah. I, I, think it's, I think it's cool that there still are these projects and that yeah. there are ways to tell overarching themes and stories in an EP or in a full album, uh-huh. so I just like that this conversation kind of keeps some of that alive in terms of a longer art form, and, like, singles are cool, too, and you can even tell us, you know, a story in a three-minute song, but it is cool to have, like, a, a longer story and I guess that's that's always going to be more the way I lean towards Mm -hmm. even if I I try the single format down the line but I think that's also interesting too for the music business and the model that's out there but yet still kind of leaning into that thematic work and putting out a a larger project with more of an overarching theme despite whatever the (laughs) business people are telling you on the yeah, I completely agree. And I think too, I do singles as well. Like I don't just release projects. So I'm trying to find a balance. Like I have standalone singles, but I write and record so much that it's like, why would I release seven standalone singles? Like I'm going to release right. a couple singles and then the album because I honestly, I love albums and they are kind of going out of style. Like even a lot of mainstream artists are going the more like mini album EP route lately. And it's mm-hmm. like, no. <laughs> so right? keep writing yeah. albums people no like and, and like all this stuff is cyclical we're back in the 50s everybody kind of did singles and then it got more yeah. bigger albums and now it's back to singles again yeah. and i'm sure eventually it'll twist around like just mm-hmm. keep doing what feels natural to you right and, you know or I'm, I'm sure there's some people who singles feel more natural and they're yeah. living in their comfort zone right now but you know it just depends so i think just do what feels natural to you tell yeah. your story the way you want it to but i just like that we're kind of keeping that overarching theme of a project alive too in a a world of singles there are still albums and eps being made that tell larger thematic stories so that's pretty cool absolutely well it was lovely having you can you please share with everybody where they can find you online and check out your music yeah so if you go to lauramustard.com mustard like ketchup uh, you can find me there. I'm also on all the social media places. I guess I'm more active on Instagram and TikTok. You can find me Laura Mustard on Instagram, Laura Mustard Music on TikTok, and wherever you stream, Spotify, Apple, 
I'm on all the places. <clears throat> and Stella's there too. So if you want to see some dog pictures <laughs> of her not barking at the mailman. Oh my goodness. We're going to have to make Stella the unofficial right on track mascot. Featured. <laughs> she is very cute. She'll be an adorable mascot. but she, and, that's, and, that's, and that's really the only time she ever barks is at the mailman. So you hit it at the right time. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> awesome. Well, it was lovely having you back for another conversation. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed this chat with Laura Mustard. And of course, until next time, stay, stay right, right on track. track.